or like how we see Odd Future clowning around. Like that was D12. They were like coming at each other. They were clowning each other, but they were really, really tight. And I didn't see that more so with any other crew, like I saw it with M and D12. Uh, the song is heavy. In the song, he just talks about how he knows they could have been bigger than they were, like certain members of the group, that he felt maybe he should have connected them with more people. But then again, also like, damn, I wasn't ready for this kind of uh, responsibility to put on other people whilst going through my own shit. And then again, the passing of proof. He ends the song saying D12 is over, like nail and coffin, it's done. They're still friends is what he says, but D12's over. <sighs> I think that song is heavy. I think that song, it, I had to like re-listen to that more than I listened to any other part of the album because you could really tell that this was something he had to get off his chest. And it's crazy that he got it off on this particular album. Okay, now that that's out of the way, The Ringer. All right, so... I have like a love-hate relationship with The Ringer. Clearly bars, clearly Eminem can spit. Like, I don't think that's ever an argument. And if that's an argument, like, I don't trust your opinion as a rap head personally. But I think that a lot of what he said... Well, let's see. Like, let me show you the one that I do. Like, I like... I really like the Charlemagne... Um, I, I don't even call it a diss. The Charlemagne mention. Because he flipped the Gucci gang. Like, he interpolated Gucci gang. Like, the cadence. And then it was funny. It was like, Pootie Tang, Finger Bang, Burger King, Charlemagne. Like, it was so funny the way that he did that. Almost nursery rhyme-ish. Like, so catchy. You're gonna have that in your head. And now I'm thinking, Pootie Tang, Burger King, Charlemagne. Like, it fits. Thank you, M, for that. It's fun. But... I do think that it is a different Eminem. Duh, it's been years since he was the way I am Eminem. And I feel like, damn, imagine if he went that route with it. If you're not familiar with the way I am, the chorus is basically, I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? In the paper, the news every day I am. I don't know, it's just the way I am. Basically saying... Fuck your critique on me. Like, yes, I'm whatever. Yep. Mm -hmm, yep. I'm whack. Yep. I'm this. Yep. And and I think at that time, especially when it dropped, because this dish, like he said on the album, his beef is with media journalists. Like that was as well. Like when he says the paper and the news every day I am. And I just think it was such a dope song. Like if you took that approach versus or even like. The 8 Mile B-Rabbit, where you critique yourself before anyone can talk shit about you. So you're going to be like, yeah, I'm this, yeah, I'm that, yeah. Like, another similar ideology that he had with the way I am. That is M to me. Not like clapback M. And we know M to, to make fun of people, clearly. I know he's going to go at people. But also, like, if people come at him, I've always seen him as someone... Or if someone's like, Eminem was biting trendy rap styles and it didn't work, which is... A revival critique. Uh, Eminem's playing this political game too heavy on this album. Like, it's not necessary. These are critiques that I've heard about revival and the BET freestyle. I just know M to be like, yeah, yeah, I am whatever you say I am. Not like, how dare you critique me? You don't have the credentials to critique me. And Joe Budden, you're this. And Charlamagne, you're going to hate. And Tyler, the creator, be better than me if you're going to talk shit about me. It's like, that's not the M I know. I know the song is what it is, but also, dude, you made the way I am. Fuck these fools. <laughs> That's how I feel, right? You could have just did what I would have. If I am Eminem, dream, goals, I would have made the way I am. Added another verse about like having a whack album. Because at the time, the critiques weren't that. 
But add another verse about, oh, your album's whack. Yeah, yeah, whatever you say. Oh, my God, that would have been so fire in my perspective. Okay, now, the disses that I didn't like, and granted, huge M fan, not to knock or discredit the album, the tracks, or anything, just these bars didn't hold much weight to me. One is the Joe Budden diss. He said, like, the only hits you've had are when you're hitting bitches. And let's not even, let me just step away from getting offended about it, bringing up domestic violence. Because people say, when these things come up, like, it's not that serious. Okay. Let's know. We know M raps whatever he wants. He says whatever words. Da, da, da. Even then, whatever. But at the same time, like the reason why that disc doesn't hold too much weight for me towards Joe Budden is because for the most part of Eminem's career, he has rapped about domestic violence, whether it be committing it himself, the stuff that he's said about Kim or playing with it. I think it was in the Slim Shady LP too, but there's a line about Lana Del Rey saying like, I'll punch her in the face twice. And it's like, dog, you can't use hitting girls as a diss when like you also promote it. Let me give you an example. If I'm saying like, yeah, I'll fuck a buffet up. Like I'll fucking eat all that food in the buffet. But then my diss to somebody else is like, damn, I see I see your pounds. I see how you run through a buffet. It's like, I can't diss you because I'm also taking credit. Like, I'm using that to my credit. And even in the within this same album, he talks about having a domestic disturbance on domestic normal. Domestic disputes, but we've always swept it under the carpet. Even when 911 gets the call, then I slipped up and busted a jaw with... Doug, I can't... Like, that's not a diss to Joe Budden then. Because you're literally... One, you hype domestic violence up in a lot of your songs and including in this album. So if you're hyping something up, you can't diss Joe Budden with the same thing you're hyping yourself up about. It's either a diss or it's something that makes you a man, quote unquote. So I didn't like that bar. And it's like, all right, pass. The Little Yachty fans bar. Because I don't think this is a diss to Little Yachty. As he said, I'm not a fan of Little Yachty. Like, I get why other people are fans of Little Yachty. So I think this is more catered to Little Yachty fans versus Little Yachty. When he says, some of you like Stan. Some of you gotta drink lean when you listen to like music or whatever. A couple of things here. If I'm grouping Little Yachty fans to the lean drinkers of the world, I do have this like first acknowledge that Little Yachty himself does not promote lean and he also doesn't drink lean and he also says I don't do either. I don't even think he smokes weed. I don't drink nor smoke or do drugs. That's one. Two, you are calling out rappers fans for like drinking lean. You are also a rapper who talks about your pill usage. Do you think your fans or you didn't have fans that also took pills or may have looked at you as someone that lives their same lifestyle? So I don't think it's necessarily what they take as a diss. I think it's just like their taste. Some of y'all like Lil Yachty. Some of y'all like Stan. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I appreciate the... I could be an old head because I love lyrical rap. Pac is one of the greatest to me. You gotta know Biggie music, Wu-Tang music, old Nas, old Hove to talk to me about hip-hop. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not hating on anyone for being a little Yachty fan. And I'm not gonna say, oh, yeah, you must drink lean to listen to that. No, dog. Like, especially because you've been someone that's used some sort of outside substance to like create your best music and promote on your music. So yeah, those two disses is kind of like the pot calling the tea kettle black. And I was just like, all right, bro.
not for me. But what I do like that he, especially because I know he acknowledges this, is the Paul skits, like the Paul voicemails, where Rosenberg is like, Paul Rosenberg, not Peter Rosenberg, where Paul Rosenberg is like, bro, you're really going to make a song dissing people that critiqued your last album. So then are you going to make another song about people that critiqued your critique about the people that critiqued your last album? <laughs> it's really like that. And I think that uh, that was inserted because he knows, yeah, this is not what you're used to from me. Again, not knocking that there's bars, not knocking that he can rap. Just my personal take on certain bars that I see people going, oh, shit, he dissed Little Yachty. No, he didn't. He said he understands why people listen to Little Yachty. And then he kind of went at Little Yachty's fans. You almost drink lean to listen to him. Bro, when I hear that, it's just dog. You're addicted to pills. You know what that life's like. You know that you made your best music. Or he says he has said the music that he made under the influence are a lot of the songs that we love from him. And there may be fans of his that's identified with his pill usage or purposely taking pills and listening to him. <sighs> Let's see. I have notes. Okay. What I do, I do think I, like one of my favorite songs is Lucky You. I have a lot of favorite songs on this album. It's really good. Lucky You is one of my favorite songs with Joyner Lucas and M. Uh, I think uh, the side beef we can talk about is Joyner Lucas and Logic because they don't get along. Uh I've heard Joyner Lucas out. I've like seen like the little slight jabs that Logic's thrown as well. I think within the the mainstream thought of people who are aware of this beef is Joyner stop being a crybaby because Logic didn't straight out do something crazy to Joyner. But in the same moment, we've all caught that subliminal disc in real life, not a rap disc, but like someone slights you and you just did you just passively aggressively do some shit to fuck with me? But it, it's not as set in stone. So you can't really stamp it as that. That's even worse sometimes than the direct fuck you. I don't like this person is the real life sub. So I think Logic's done some of those real life subs to Joyner. And when Joyner tries to explain them, he just looks weird. I think your gut has a lot to do with it. And you can't knock your gut for what it feels about other people's vibes against you. So going into that beef, I th the last part of that beef was, I believe, 44 more from Logic. And that was, well, he says that's not a, that's not a direct diss song to anybody. This is the thing. It's like, dog, we know it's a direct diss to Joyner. And this is why. Joyner Lucas has a song where he mentions how he wants to work with Elton John. Or like something, something Elton John. Sing for the moment I hit the high note. Someone please let Elton John know. And then on on the project, Logic has a a voicemail from Elton John. Uh, Logic, hi, sorry, it's Elton John calling you. Um, like what a coincidence! It's kind of like a shit on you. Like, huh? You rapped about wanting to collab with them. This fool's leaving me voicemails that he wants to collab with me. So I think on this end, what's cool on Joyner Lucas's end is that he's on a track on one of Eminem's best recent albums. And like, he goes, like Joyner's verses are hard. Not only that, but then on another track on the album, I believe it is The Ringer. So the track that everybody's talking about, Eminem, he's co-signing people and saying like, unless you're Cole, Sean, or Kendrick, you don't, you can't fuck with him. But he also says something like, unless you're Joyner, like, don't even try. I'm gonna crumble you and I'll take a number two and dump on you if you ain't Joyner. If you ain't Kendrick or Cole or Sean, then you're a corner. So out of all the MCs, these are the four people like you give that heavy cosign to and it's Joyner. And the reason I know why Logic will hear 
or it is because on another record, Eminem shouts out Logic saying like, I inspired these fools. I inspired the Hobsons, the Logics, the Colza. So I think on Joiner's end, this kind of trumps the Elton John voicemail. Personally think so. I think that's cool. Uh, also, going back to the disses about the critiques, is that on Lucky You, Eminem says, I took an L last album. And then on another song, he's just like, I'm not even charting. <laughs> Like, he's very aware that his last album flopped, even if you like it. And I really appreciated the last album for measuring purposes. It didn't do as well as other previous Eminem albums. And the esteem that he's had didn't garner as much as he previously did. And he's very aware of that. And he also brought that up. He also said, like, I had a crappy 2017. And that's when you dropped the album. Last year, fact, didn't work out so well for me. Because I took a nap when I dropped my last album. It hurt me like hell, but I'm back on these rappers. And- so it's like you yourself are acknowledging the lowlights of last album. Yet you're going at people who also acknowledged the lowlights of last album. So that's a little weird to me. It's, my last album was trash, but how dare you say it was trash? Fuck you. Gucci King, Burger King, Charlemagne. Also, there are mentions in the album that make me think, and it's pretty cool, that Eminem put out that album to get a shitty response so that this album could happen. Like a bait and switch. I don't even know if that's the correct term, bait and switch. I just really wanted to say that once I said bait. But like throwing out the bait as the last album. Yeah, talk shit about this, talk shit about this. And then here's my surprise album. Talking shit about all the shit that you talked about this. <laughs> Look, I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart. And I really feel like that has something to do with that. Because of how he rapped in some parts of this album. I'll let the lyrics play right now. See what I mean? So yeah, that is very indicative of this was all pre-planned, which Eminem, you're a fucking genius. Also, Dre co-executive produced it because it was M and Dre or Slim Shady and Dre. And I just thought... That was really cool. So I think that is the biggest takeaways and the moments that I feel like you really should be paying attention to. Feel free to let me know what you think. Feel free to like debate me. I, I'm with it. Like I stay ready for a rap debate. Also, I want to make this very, very clear. It is okay to not like a bar or a song or an album from an artist. That doesn't make you less of a fan. That doesn't make you a hater. That means you don't like a bar or a song or an album from whatever artist it is. Now, I think we're like in the age of extremities where like if you if you like a song or if you like an artist or if it's your favorite artist, all of a sudden you're stan. And then also, if you dislike a song or you're not really feeling an artist, you're a hater. Nah, bro. You can be objective. You can like Eminem, but not like a bar. Hence me. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. Let me know what you think of the Eminem album. And I'll see you next time.